1: Hello,
2: and welcome to another new episode of Vichara Supply Chain. And this is Norhadi, your host, and my guest today is uh, Charlie Safro, uh, CS Supply Chain Talent Expert and founder of CS Recruiting. Thank you for joining us today, uh, Charlie. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, so in today's episode, we are going to talk about the supply chain challenge uh, leading in uncertainty. But before we get started, Charlie, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, your professional background, and how did you come to have a passion for working in the supply chain challenge and a recruiting space?
1: Absolutely, I'll give you a little bit of my story Like many other people, I fell into the supply chain industry. It was not something that I had planned on. I went to college and studied marketing. And then my first couple years out of college, I spent some time in an advertising agency in Chicago. And my husband was actually a freight broker out of college. So Uh, A few years after he had been brokering freight, he had an idea to start a technology. This was in the late 90s. Um, And the technology essentially brought shippers and carriers together, almost like a dating website back then. Um, So after we had our first son, I actually went to work for my husband. He had about eight employees at the time, and it was a technology company, but specifically in transportation and supply chain. And I really fell into a recruiting position. They were going through a growth spurt. They needed to hire. Um, and so I taught myself how to recruit. And it was a very different time back then. We weren't utilizing LinkedIn quite yet. So um, kind of doing things the hard way, but by being in that environment, I picked up a lot of the industry terms, really started to pay attention and observe the sales reps around me to make sense of the supply chain. So. I did that for about four years and the company eventually sold. I stayed on as a free agent working for the new company doing some recruiting and then all of a sudden I started to get some inquiries from other firms that needed recruiting services. So before I knew it, I had built a business without really even trying. Um, I had a lot of clients, a lot of searches, there was a very high demand for talent. So um, here I am 12 years later, I am the founder and now president of a recruiting firm in Chicago. Chicago. We have about 40 employees, and we specialize exclusively in supply chain, logistics, and transportation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. So okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Charlie, in the global supply chain, we have seen a lot of unexpected orders, right? Late deliveries from suppliers and also high freight rates in the marine market. So how do you see the current supply chain challenge? And will there be any significant differences in the coming years?
1: They're really interesting points, and I can talk about my point of view as a recruiter and what I see on the talent side of the industry. I think that the pandemic definitely changed the way we live and the way we think. And while it was a horrific time to live through, there were a lot of silver linings. Um, and I think the supply chain had to pivot. And anyone who works in supply chain had to get creative, start to think outside the box, whether it was procurement related, transportation, distribution. Um, there were just new challenges that we had never seen. So. From a talent standpoint, it's pretty interesting. As the supply chain market has fluctuated, we see a direct correlation with the positions our clients are hiring for. So, for instance, when there was a major steamship backup um, and, you know, the the steamship situation – was a little out of control. We saw a lot of clients kind of going in two different directions. Many of our clients were very eager to hire import and export experts. um, So believing that if they brought in the right person, they could really get in front of some of those challenges, having the right partnerships, the right rates in place. Um, So we definitely saw an uptick for that type of experience. But then we also saw some of our clients really thinking about it big picture and and more strategically in the sense that some of our clients previously manufactured overseas. And when everything started to get held up, they pivoted their thoughts and wanted to start up manufacturing facilities in Mexico. Um, so really, you know, thinking about how can we not rely on the steam ships as much if we can manufacture cross-border, then we can transport via truck, which is a lot easier and more predictable. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the examples of shifts we've seen, um, not necessarily a new type of position just companies responding to some of the supply chain issues by hiring experts or individuals that could really help them create a niche or um, just continue to further their service strategically
2: Mm -hmm. awesome so uh, we we have talked about supply chains challenge and um one of the most important things we can do as a leader uh, whether we are a supply chain head, a procurement head, or a GM, right, It's mm-hmm. to keep motivating our team to face and solve the problem. So uh, I was wondering if you could advise on what is the best way to manage the team in this situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the supply chain industry, the nature of our industry is a little rough. Uh, I mean, we are working with trucks and boots on the ground and heavy equipment and machinery. So really what what needs to happen is just a shift in company culture and regardless of how rough or male-dominated an environment is, my advice to all companies is very simple, and it's to just treat every employee like a human. Um, Look beyond their title, you know, give them opportunities to uh, get to know the team as an individual and really focus on recognition, appreciation, career development. So that is something that I am doing with my own company, just really shifting our culture to be very employee centric. There's a lot of different tactics you can use, but at the end of the day, I truly believe the secret to recruiting good talent is to first start with retaining your talent. And as you retain your talent and introduce programs and perks and technologies and processes, you are essentially creating your culture, which Um, then feeds back into a recruiting strategy Um, so i think that you know it is about motivating it is about setting you know very feasible goals but also working with your team and cheering them on being part of a team making them feel a purpose and a connection to their work and this should be happening at every level and, and also in any type of environment whether you're in a corporate office whether your team works remote or you are in a manufacturing or distribution facility, maybe on a, um, working in a terminal environment, regardless, it really comes down to people feeling valued and wanting to be treated like humans.
2: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So let's get more specific, uh, Charlie, uh, working from home or remotely is now a common phenomenon with a COVID. So, um, However, we have seen that it's, it is a difficult situation. It's not easy job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in your perspective, is there going to be any new ways of working or collaboration tools? So, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Absolutely. You know, in in North America, we have seen a major shift across all industries, but specifically in supply chain, and that shift has been really focused on flexibility. Um, So I think there's two sides to the story. There are people who work at a desk and sit behind a computer all day and those people don't necessarily need to report into an office every day. A lot of employees get frustrated when they spend two or three hours in the car commuting. They get into their office and they're essentially just sitting at a desk working behind a screen. Um, They're not necessarily interacting with people or um, taking advantage of that in office environment. So Well, I definitely promote and support hybrid environments where employees have the choice. I think if an employee can do their job outside of the office, that should certainly be something employers are considering and offering. From a talent standpoint, it makes a lot of sense if you think about needing to recruit a rock star for your team you could either have them come into the office every day, and then you're really limited on finding the right person within your community, let's say, you know, 20 miles away. Um, But if you're really focused on hiring the best person for the job, by opening up remote options, these companies are really able to secure the best talent in the industry, um, the best talent in the country, sometimes the best talent in the world. So I think that is a big differentiator. It's it definitely starts with the employee providing them with flexibility, um, but from a talent acquisition standpoint, companies that are thinking about the future, thinking about a modern remote environment, they're re- really able to get the best talent in the market. Um, And I also, you know, like to preface that working from home is not for everyone. There are plenty of people in this industry that thrive in face-to-face situations. Um, Plenty of people who want to be in a distribution facility or a manufacturing environment all day. um, And that is just where they work best and can use their skills. So it really just comes down to flexibility. Um, If you can let people have complete flexibility by working from home, that is a huge perk for recruiting and retention. But if you need your people to be on site for obvious reasons, Still, continue to give them flexibility, whether you're um, able to allow them to pick their shifts or um, just work more flexible hours. That is really what employees are looking for. Um, Certainly salary is a big reason that people change jobs, but more than ever this year, we are hearing from candidates that just want flexibility and they're working in a corporate environment. There's a lot of rules, a lot of red tape, and those are the employees that um usually can add a lot of value and they are just looking for new employers that will help them achieve work-life balance through flexibility. Um, And by offering flexibility, a company is proving that they trust their people. And that Mm -hmm. is a really big factor of culture and something that every employee looks for. They want to be with a company that trusts them. Um, The more they feel trusted, the happier and more productive they usually are. So um, it's just a continuous cycle. But if you really break it down, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: Awesome. All right. So let's move to another question. What are your top three supply chain leadership qualities?
1: So I would say specific to supply chain. I mean, strategy is what this business is all about. And when you get into the industry, you know, you're generally very tactical, you're executing, you're learning the ropes. But as you make your way up that corporate ladder um, and start to gain more responsibility. Strategy and and being a strategic thinker is probably the number one thing that our clients ask for. Um, So someone who can think outside the box, who can think macro and big picture, especially in today's environment where um, we can't always be reactive. We have to be proactive and and think about the future. Um, I would say The second thing is collaboration and companies that have leaders that understand collaboration are the companies that are going to advance and grow and scale quicker. Um, Collaboration could be encouraging your team to work together, utilizing different skill sets, different strengths of your team members to really work um, towards a common goal. But collaboration is also working with external partners and vendors. And um, as technology continues to evolve, we're seeing a lot of these technologies having strategic alliances, having integration um, opportunities. And you know, my theory is no company is good at everything. So a smart leader knows when to collaborate. They know when to outsource. Um, they know what they're capable of doing in-house. But um, when there are opportunities to work with a partner, It may seem more expensive, but at the end of the day, it's more efficient and that cost uh, is going to turn into either savings down the road or eventually more revenue stream because you can focus on what you're really good at. And then the third example, and I would say this is really applies to all leaders, is everything I spoke of, Um, and it really comes down to empathy. So we don't see a lot of this in the industry because we have this mindset that you have to go, 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 and we've got to get the job done regardless of what we're sacrificing. Um, So I think that leaders that have empathetic personalities that they can really put themselves in their employees shoes in their clients or customers shoes in their vendors shoes those are the leaders that inspire people that they want to work for so um, not being afraid to show some emotion and um, still you know being able to discipline your team and make smart strategic decisions but still being at that at that point where you can put your people first like everything we've talked about
0: mm-hmm.
2: awesome okay uh, I actually said a couple of questions, uh, Charlie, but we are running out of time. So, thank you so much for sharing your insight. And uh, if any of listeners want to connect with you, what is the best way for doing so, Charlie?
1: We are very active on LinkedIn, so I would say um, follow our company page, which is CS Recruiting. Um, You could also follow my page. I put out a lot of content around the talent market, both from the employer and employee perspective, um, and certainly our website, which is cs-recruiting.com. Whether you're looking for a new opportunity or if you're looking to hire and build your team, we'd love to hear from you.
2: All right. Okay. Thank you again for joining us today, Charlie. It was really a great conversation. I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Bye
0: for now.
1: Bye-bye. At
0: Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation and improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.